Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Guys, I have the best news da, da, da. ever. We are doing a live show in London. We're doing our first ever live educating Josh. It's on the 12th of December at Dingwalls in London. And it is going to be amazing. Incredible. It's going to be incredible. We're doing live interactive discussions and debates about all the biggest stories that have happened across the whole year. So head over to our Twitter at Educating Josh, where there will be a top tweet, a pinned tweet with all the information on how you can come and how you can get tickets. See you there. Hey guys! Bye! Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, I, Luke Cupforth, and our very special guest, <laughs> Riyad Kalaf, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Riyad, welcome to the podcast. You described yourself to me as... <laughs> A fucking idiot off the internet. Could you please elaborate on who you are and why people should listen to you? Uh, yeah, so I, I do a lot of the things uh, on the internet, um, <laughs> like you know, selfies, etc., porn. Uh, yeah. Now I I have a podcast called Unexpected Fluids. It's Very nice. it's a, a podcast about fuck ups while you're fucking. Um, <laughs> it's a BBC Radio One production. I don't know how we're still on the air, but we are. We got uh, three seasons nearly uh, in the back. Well, we've been commissioned for three, so. That's what I do. I've got a YouTube channel and I, I'm writing a book. Very nice. Yeah, of course you're writing a book. Typical yeah, YouTuber. But the book is, yeah, yeah, yeah it's not one of those dickhead this YouTuber book books. Different. Though. It is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a life Bible for gay boys. How to come out and how to find yourself. Fantastic. Okay, Aww. so last week I started off the show with my question. And my question was, should birthright citizenship be stopped? Bathright. Bathright. Should people be allowed to get in the bath, guys? <laughs> should birthright citizenship be stopped? And we had a very, fairly decisive audience here. Which is very decisive. 50 15% yes, 79% no, and 6% other. Wow. But that's because your listeners are young millennials. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and they are woken with it. I wonder if we have any Trump supporters listening. That's, that'd be really interesting. Oh. If you're a Trump supporter, please let us know. Like, genuinely, we're not going to attack you. We just want to know. And it, Well, yeah, no, of course we're not going to attack you. And if you are a Trump supporter, do you agree with him? You can support him and still not agree with him. Yeah, That'd be really interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, anyway, Katie on Twitter said to us, I definitely think it depends on the context. If your mother happened to give birth on a holiday, no, you shouldn't be granted US citizenship. But if a mother has worked or lived in the US for X amount of years, then yes. Well, that's not context. That's agreeing with Trump. 
pretty much. Is that yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, 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 that's also agreeing yeah. with the current UK it, law. It's agreeing with the context of what Trump is saying. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's not banning it. He's modifying it. He's modifying it. That's very true. Wow, yeah. Katie, accidental Trump supporter. Okay, so Lucy, <laughs> yeah. you were second last week. What was your story and how did it do in the polls? Yeah, I asked if the government should be doing more to control gambling. 79% said yes, 15% said no, and 6% said other. Yeah, that was a, that was a great result. I still don't think they should do more. I still think they should do more to educate, not control the actual gambling itself. But it's really interesting to see that kind of response to it. This it is was... almost the exact same result as the previous yes, one. Yes, it is. 15, 79, and 6 just switched. So... That's really weird. Isn't it? Are we sure that's right? I wonder if that's... Just looking at our producer, Jack. Producer Jack has copy and pasted twice accidentally. I wonder if it's the same people from each story voting for the same result. I'd imagine so. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting. Anyway, moving smugly on, Ryan on Twitter smugly. said, if visibly intoxicated people are meant to be refused service, should the same not apply to those who are clearly addicted to gambling as well? At the very least, I don't think casinos, etc., should be allowed to tempt them any further. No free drinks, for example. That's just vile. That's a very, very, very good point. And wow. Ryan has successfully used all 280 characters of his tweet. Yeah, look at that. Wow. <laughs> well, he's put them to good use. He has. I Thank can you, name Ryan. some people that don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last week we had Hannah Witten as a guest. Could you please read us her story from last week? So she says, uh, should we ban the public sale of fireworks? The results are yes, 72%, no, 25%, or other 3%. Pretty much the same again. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brian? I think that fireworks should be lightly regulated. So they should be sold to only over 18s and they could should come with a very, very, not strict, but clear usage instructions, how to use them, where to use them, when to use them. So okay, well, Rhea just now. did my job in about 30 seconds, so that's rather <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, Ruth on Twitter said, the amount of trauma fireworks give animals for at least a week each year is cruel and inhumane. Hmm... I still like a big bang in the air. I, mean, you know, I have to say, I, I know that dogs don't like them, but maybe we could get like dog um, sound cancelling earphones or something. Dog muffs. I like yeah. that. I'd be great idea. for that. All right, so it's time to move on to the first story of the week, and that is Lucy's story. My headline comes from The Guardian. Congrats, Idris Elba, but next year, let's have a less macho, sexiest man alive. Oh, that's a sassy headline for The Guardian. <laughs> Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. People magazine has crowned Idris Elba the sexiest man alive. The Guardian claims that the magazine has a flawed title that only rewards decidedly masculine, established, patriarchal figures. People magazine, however, said, For a man to be sexy in 2018, we need to know that they are respectful of women and that there's a kind of kindness and generosity of spirit about the guy. So my question for you, Josh, is, is modern size... Is modern society thinking too deeply about what should be considered sexy? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Yes, I think modern society is definitely thinking too deeply about what should be considered sexy. My kind of... When I find someone sexy, it's a knee-jerk reaction. And I don't want to have to go through a a multitude of filters to figure out whether I'm being problematic or not before I find someone Mm. sexy. I think Is that not... Do you know what I mean? It's got to be a natural response, surely. Well, was that twenty seconds? <laughs> I don't God, know. That was quick. Well, we'll find out, Josh. <laughs> Will we? So, ooh. Do, do all of you guys? What do you? What do you guys think? Well, first of all, I think Idris Elba is very sexy. (laughs) You've had your 20 seconds. Okay. (laughs) This is a hard one because what you're trying to say is, hey, broadly world, we think that this person is uh, sexy for everyone, which is absolutely impossible. 
Idris Elba is not sexy to me, but he is downright sexy to my mother and to a lot of mothers. Uh, but I also agree with Josh. I kind of think, you know, should we go through criteria and second guess what we physically feel drawn to? Mm-hmm. I don't think we should. I think maybe what should change here is not who they say is sexiest man of the year, but maybe they should change the title sexiest man of the year according to X. X. You know, maybe they do a poll. Be more specific. Yeah, because it's kind of interesting as well, because People Magazine have said for a man to be sexy in 2018. Who? What? Why, why do you get to say well, what that? What I found interesting, kind of interesting about that as well is that for a man to be sexy, he in has to be respectful of women. And so that is, that is assuming straight relationships. Yeah, wow, Which, again, that's quite that's not necessarily. Well, I was thinking about this on the train here. That's not necessarily a problematic statement because if you're naming somebody sexiest man in the world you're assuming that there's a general kind of like average towards that man like that he has the most votes of humanity for example right and a straight man is always going to win that because there are more straight women than there are gay men but that's saying that the man must be straight yes. in well, order no, to be uh, seen as sexy i'm just saying that if everyone in the world voted who's the sexiest man that man would be a straight man yeah, because so there what, are more still... straight women than there are gay men so what? You still have gay but men what I'm voting. Saying is, you don't disregard what? their vote. Yeah, yeah but, but he, he's still going to be the sexiest man in the world according to the populace. No, but why can't um, straight women find gay men attractive? Well, they can, but it's we largely do. pointless. Well, not really. No, I mean, how not. many women who fancy Idris Elba are actually ever going to get with Idris Elba? It's pointless it's, fancying well, him to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the whole thing is so stupid. Yeah, abs- like, absolutely. People magazine have talked amongst themselves and decided who's sexy. They've not even taken it to a public vote. They do it to get in the headlines. I mean, last year it was a country singer. And the headline, one of the headlines was Blake Shelton, the sexiest man on the planet, apparently. I think they do these kind of, kind of off the mark sexiest man on earth To get press. To get the press attention. And we've fallen for it. It's like how many um, online outlets have done sexiest man, sexiest woman, uh, ugliest man, ugliest woman. Or even um, they're going to put on an award ceremony that doesn't need to happen. It's all just (laughs) PR for the brand. Yeah, and I think unless the... The title was, you know, sexiest man alive to women. That right. statement is problematic. Like, you can't just disregard it. Uh, well, I, okay, I think you're misunderstanding what I mean. I'm not saying that this that you automatically have to erase all gay men. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if there was a vote, whoever the straight women voted for would yes. win because there are more straight women. But that doesn't make. But that means it, it's like the, the most powerful irrelevant. man in the world is. Trump, because people voted for Trump, he has the power because he has the vote. I mean, yeah, but maybe yeah. Trump's a bad example because he didn't actually win the popular vote. But yeah. <laughs> I think this goes beyond gay or straight here. I think yeah. it goes down to um, the glorification of uber ultra masculinity you know they spoke uh, in the article or people have commented about you know they always pick men to have the chiseled jaw and the rugged look they're quite physically large men mm. um, and it, it's like saying how long's a piece of string it's such a nuanced thing mm. you know I find guys with, with, with glasses and kind of a nerdy look attractive whereas you know you might not um, it's kind of it's you can't boil it down to just three or four solid concrete attributes that the yeah. person does or doesn't have. Yeah. And also, there's no need to kind of hang them for it as well. Like, I think there there is something quite fun in these articles when you kind of sat around with friends, you see them, like, oh my God, no, I don't agree with that one at mm. all. Or oh no, he, he or she would be three levels higher than where they've put them. And you just have like a fun evening with a bottle of wine and, and take hey, they're giving you content. They're giving you content. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I take issue with the fact that it's uh, sexiest man alive. That's discriminatory against necrophiliacs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone think of the dead. I thought you meant against dead people. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> no, the, yes, the and people those. that like dead people. Oh, God, that's even worse than Let's funny. Let's see Sexiest Man yeah. Dead. I think that'd be good. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think, I mean, uh, what I find kind of funny here as well is that I don't think what they're actually talking about is sexiness. I think that's what's so confusing about mm-hmm. this for me. Yeah. Is that what they're actually talking about is who is the most ce- attractive celebrity to be at your awards party. I think that's what they're defining as sexy. Like in terms of like someone, think someone's like hot, like they are hot, like hot, hot right now, hot right now. Yes. As opposed to being no, like sexually attractive. There's definitely an element of actual sex. sexiness. Well, doesn't sexy yeah, mean yeah. you want to have sex with them? And like on the topic of macho men, isn't that something that's on attractive? the decline? Oh. Oh, okay. Is that just? Oh. Well, that's, <laughs> I'd say it's on the decline. It's on the decline, generally. but I would agree with you, Lucy, in that that they're probably traditionally and genetically and all the all the sort of traits that aren't within our specific society. Yes, masculinity and strength is an attractive trait. I think that's a biological thing as well, though. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. By I, I think it's great, isn't it, as as a society that we're moving to a place where we see, um, you know, feminine attributes in a, in a man as a positive thing rather yeah. than a negative thing, and we're, mm. we're we're not saying to little boys, "Don't cry anymore. Express yourself. Hey, if you want a Barbie, have a Barbie. All that's great." Um, but I think it's about realizing as well that some things are biologically programmed into gay men and women where we find certain masculine traits alluring. Mm-hmm. You know, because I believe personally that, you know, as the you're looking for a hunter-gatherer, you're looking mm. for someone that's going to be strong and maybe and going to protect thing, you yeah. or themselves. Yeah. Just like men are, are more often than not programmed to prefer big bums and big boobs. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a thing? Because that's what's going to feed a well, child. Child-bearing and hips. Child-bearing and, hips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although, uh, I'll put a question out there. Pierce Morgan and the Daniel Craig papoose thing. Everyone saw that. Uh, yes. Oh, holding the baby holding yeah. the, uh, with so, the papoose, right? Daniel Craig was holding a baby. In general, in is that not extremely attractive to someone that's attracted to men to see a masculine yes. man holding a baby in a papoose like that? Yes, I can't it tell makes you. Makes my jaw feel weak. It makes my ovaries ouchy. Which, in turn, <laughs> if the definition of masculine is that you attract the person that desires to have sex with you more, it makes him more masculine. Yeah. So Piers Morgan was completely wrong. Yes, I yeah. definitely think that yeah. what, what's yeah. so attractive about that is that he is somebody who we already know is strong and isn't scared to be seen as anti-masculine well, by yeah. a traditional standard. Yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe, someone has told me, and this could be complete hearsay, so please don't take this as absolute fact, and it could already already be out, but he is obviously extremely masculine. Daniel Radcliffe. Sorry, Daniel Craig. Daniel Radcliffe is the most masculine, masculine man that I know. Um, he see now, now. This is interesting. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I was laughing silently so they couldn't hear me. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly why we're laughing, really. Yeah. Uh, it's well, I think I think we have made a better point than I was ever going to. So we can we should move, move on. on. Let's right, move well, on. Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. Yes, I think modern society is definitely thinking too deeply about what should be considered sexy. My kind of when I find someone sexy, it's a knee jerk reaction. And I don't want to have to go through a, a multitude of filters to figure out whether I'm being problematic or not before I find someone sexy. I think, is that not... Like, do you know what I mean? It's got to be a natural response, surely. Well, I think I'm kind of regretting the use of the words knee and jerk. I, <laughs> as you were saying that, I was like, don't you jerk something else, John? Yeah. This is sounding more and more like my podcast. Where are we? <laughs> um, I think I still stand by that statement, yeah. I think it's ridiculous and it's thinking way too deeply. Hmm. All right, well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the second story of the week. That's my story. 
Okay, so my story comes from The Guardian, and it is that Dutch Christmas character Black Pete to shed his blackface for TV. Here are the three things you need to know, Josh. NTR, the Dutch equivalent of the BBC, has announced that it will change the appearance of the traditional Christmas character Black Pete, whose blackface sparks annual controversy. The character, who traditionally helps Father Christmas, will only have soot smudges on his face for his arrival later this week. Critics say his afro hair, black skin, red lips and earrings are a reminder of the era when the Netherlands exploited slaves. But many Dutch people strongly defend the tradition, with the most common explanation being that his black face is because of the soot in the chimneys he goes down to bring us presents. So my question for you is, should holiday traditions be abolished if they are deemed problematic by modern standards? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I don't think so by default, but I think if something's happened recently if there is an outcry of people who are offended by something then that voice should also be heard uh, as well so i don't think that they should be abolished necessarily but i think right now especially in that situation it's too sore a subject for people in 300 years time i don't think that would be seen as a racist thing to do to black up like people say it wouldn't be racist you just haven't had the healing period yet Interesting. Oh, wow. Okay, so... I did not think you'd say that. The problem is, is that it's a white person who has um, a higher social hierarchy place trying to uh, depict a- another person um, and sort of uh, cartoonize certain aspects of that person's being that they can't control. So it's the... It's, they don't put on brown makeup. They put on basically like black as night makeup. They um, over accentuate the lips and, and the hair. And they, they you know, and traditionally the minstrel. They play acts, on stereotypes. You know, you, you used to do their voices and stuff. So it's mm. it's a highly offensive, I think, even in 300 years. I would very the, much recommend people listening to this to Google image Black Pete. Because when we were when we were researching this, there was a strong argument that he could have been... Um, the soot on his face. Do it being, like, he's sooty. But actually, we've looked at it. We've looked at the picture. Mm-hmm. It's not. And anyone who's kidding themselves with that is an idiot. And actually, I think there is... As Josh has put forward, I well, think... Well, they're not an idiot, but they may be misguided. Like right. Well, okay. But looking at what we've seen, it, the, the person is brown. Soot is not brown. Soot is black. Soot is I don't gray. think they're misguided either. I think that they um, have um, they have an agenda. Sure, and I would rather, I'd actually rather somebody try and defend the right to dress up as whatever they want to dress up as than to just lie. Like mm-hmm. lying to me is worse than if you. I mean, if you genuinely believe that you can black up, then that's your opinion. You can have your opinion, fine, but don't lie to me. Lying is almost erasing the issue. Yeah, it's saying this isn't a thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I. I... My idea of it moving forward of like absolute acceptance and just true equality, which isn't really fathomable fathomable at the moment, is that it does get to a point where you can do what you want and no one takes offense to it. And right now we have a history, a certain history of things that happened that were horrible. And so that's my point is that right now, of course, absolutely not. And if there's a big enough not even a big enough if there's one person that's horrendously you know troubled by it or takes offense to it then i completely agree that you can make the argument that it be abolished i think in this case 
it's just not right. It's take away all your kind of instant knee-jerk reactions to it. I've used that word again. I'm, I'm loving yeah. it. <laughs> Feeling horny. It's, Are you doing No Nut November? Regardless of, <laughs> regardless of whether you define it as a racist act or not, right? Say this person comes in and the only logical defense of this that I could kind of come up with myself, mm. the only stance I could take on it is that anyone should be able to act as anything to depict a character blah de blah de blah that's that's absolutely correct but and i don't think that necessarily means that it has to be a black person playing that role um it's it's so if that was a point then then fine but as soon as one person goes i really find it hard to play a white person see a white person play on stereotypes of a black person and because the way people black up as well is extremified. It's it's not they don't look like a black person mm. at all. They look like some. It's it's so over the top. As soon as someone takes offence to that, then it's not okay. And there is we're just not in an era or a time period where anyone isn't going to take offence to it. I do believe in a long time there will be people that it just won't. Be I think a that thing. that's where we differ. I think yeah. that that's the one that I I don't think even in a thousand years it would be okay to do um, blackface because then it means that, okay, um, history and, and memory and um, solace over something that had happened has like a sell-by date. It means that all of the stuff that's happened in that's the past really only lasts, yeah. what, what, 300 that's years? That's super interesting. But my point would be, if you're truly going to progress from something, mm-hmm. if today a black person whited up, yeah. I wouldn't take offence to it. And the reason I wouldn't is because... Well, because you've never been oppressed, yes. Of course, I have never been oppressed, so it's not a thing. In 30,000 years, do you think it's healthy to still look back and go... Well, I just think what's the purpose... What would be the purpose of of doing it? Well, you just transcend all of that. You become... But you're just... I think that's a utopian world. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. What I find really sad about this, though, if you can find some sort of, like, rest... Like, um, solace or sort of positive side to this, is that while I think this probably or, or was founded in racism, the idea of blacking up, the idea of the cartoonization of a black person, uh, the char- like the, the caricature, um, that w- may well have been founded in racism, but the people who are practicing it now, who grew up on it as their childhood tradition, aren't necessarily racist, didn't found it in racism. It was spoon-fed and, to them. Exactly. And they're being told this tradition that they probably love as just this character they see on TV... They're being told they can't have that anymore. Yeah. That is because di- of things that yeah. thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago, their descendants did. It is difficult to, to think of the thing that you were brought up in and that you probably love and have beautiful memories attached to is actually really, really bad. Yes. And like, I mean, I think of it this way. If we were told tomorrow that we could never see, speak about or enjoy Santa Claus. Tracy Baker. Or, yeah, that or Harry Potter, out. because, yes. you know, something that's hard. But... And that you're a racist for continuing to like this character you mm-hmm. grew up on. If you know the information and yes. you, you, are, you have a, a, a right thinking mind, you should let go of it. That's kind of what we're asking. And even if it is, which a lot of the people who are defending it are saying, it's, it's a tradition, it's based in a history of the Dutch's involvement in the slave, mm-hmm. slave trade. Even if it is that, even if it's completely innocent and it's nothing to do with the racist stereotypes attached to it... If there's a big group of people that are finding it offensive, let it go. Stop putting it, rubbing it in their faces. It's a tradition that should be let go. Do you know what I mean? Literally rubbing it in their faces. Stop it. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. I don't think so by default, but I think if something's happened 
recently, if there is an outcry of people who are offended by something, then that voice should also be heard uh, as well. So I don't think that they should be abolished necessarily, but I think right now, especially in that situation, it's too sore a subject for people. In 300 years' time, I don't think that would be seen as a racist thing to do, to black up, like people say. It wouldn't be racist. You just haven't had the healing period yet. How do you feel about that, Josh? Well, I don't know if I agree with myself. I, I, at the end, the, the idea of blacking up, there is no equivalent trope for a white person, if that makes sense. Sounds like a, it feels like a, a, superpower, a superhero's move, or like, a, I just don't like the idea that that is an adjective. It does feel wrong. Does that make sense? Hearing myself say mm. black up like that felt wrong. It and what do you think good. about the 300 year thing now? I think I'm probably wrong on the amount of time. Um, I do think... But 30,000 years is okay. 30,000 years, I think we've probably We won't be here anymore. In, let's be honest. In, <laughs> the world is fucked as it is. All right. Yay! Yay! Well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the last story of the week. That's Riyadh's story. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My story is from NPR, National Public Radio in America. They say that the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, cracks down on e-cigarette sales to curb teen vaping. So in America, regulators want to ban the sale of most flavoured e-cigarettes such as strawberry bubblegum and chocolate at convenience stores and require anyone buying them online to verify their age. E-cigarettes have been a divisive topic with some saying they shift lifelong smokers onto less harmful forms of smoking while others say that they risk drawing the new generation into nicotine addiction especially with these nice flavours. E-cigs don't produce tar and carbon monoxide like cigarettes but studies have found that the vapour does contain some toxic chemicals just at lower levels. So we want to know should we do more to control vaping? 20 seconds Josh, go. 
No, and this is something that, even though I don't know the stories, I have done an absolute ton of research of on. Of vaping. Of vaping. Right. Because I was a very, very heavy smoker, and the way I stopped was through was was through vaping. Um, so, no, I don't think we should do more to control control vaping. It's, it's a great way of weaning off cigarettes. Um, and I personally, and that could be quite ignorant, have yet to meet someone that has gone from not vaping to vaping, to not smoking at all, to deciding to vape. Personally. All right. Oh, Lucy looks. I love this podcast because it is so divisive. This yeah. is like you almost get to have a fight and it's allowed. <laughs> yeah. exactly. and then you get to hug afterwards. It's great. Um, no, I see. It's children getting into vaping. It is. It's grown massively, and I totally agree with you. Um, it's a great way to stop smoking. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it should never ever be banned. It should always be there as an option. But flavours like unicorn horn and cereal milk, they are targeted at children. Influencer promotion... Tutti fruity. They're, they're, not, have... they're not targeted at children. They no. absolutely 100% okay, are not targeted at children. what do you think about this then? Mia Khalifa, who, okay, is a porn actress, but she was promoting it like, I've got one vape for every outfit for this specific spawn that she did. Yeah. It, it is targeted or not, it's going to attract children and the amount of children taking it up teenagers and children I think it's like 13% of all high school students in the in um, above the America. age of 16 um, I think that so uh, to, just to kind of explain a few things um, there is zero carbon monoxide and there's it doesn't produce any tar so they're the, they're the most some of the most harmful parts of a cigarette that's what kills you that's what gives you cancer um, the toxic chemicals it does have is when it's abused. It's when it's used irresponsibly. So you can burn the fluid at a certain level. So when you buy your basic, average, little one in a shop that doesn't come with one of those massive batteries, mm. that burns at a voltage that doesn't produce the com- chemicals that are bad for you. So those are absolutely fine. They do little to zero damage to you whatsoever. We, but there are Where also- it's taken seriously, where you know there's, it's, vaping is now, it's a sport. You can compete in it. Hey, how um, do you compete in vaping? With the rings, like oh, okay. smoke rings, right. and okay. across like the room, like ice skating, like ice. Well, it's it's a little bit more hybrid. I love the shade. And can I just say, Lucy's actually wearing shades <laughs> while she's while throwing, throwing shades. shades. Yes. Prescription. I forgot my exactly. glasses. So when people have those special batteries, they push the voltage up where it's not meant to be. Wow. That burns the chemicals and can give you things called cottage lung, and it can also release these chemicals that they're talking about. But to put it into perspective, when they do release the chemicals, it's still at the most a minute fraction compared to an actual cigarette. Well, I think cottage so lung sounds just, lovely. It's in, in not all fairness, at all. It's in not all fairness, all. I don't think it's fair to say that we know categorically it doesn't produce any. It hasn't been around long enough. We don't know. There haven't been enough. There studies. hasn't been enough. But the yeah. research that has yes. happened has said that it's. I agree oh, with you. I yeah. mean, there was a thing. I, I was in research for this. I was watching a video on YouTube. Great research platform. Yeah. Which it was a guy who vaped um, into some cotton balls for a month. And there was 95% less than smoking yeah. in terms of damage. But the thing is here, you've got the one um, chemical that we've left out, and that is the addictive one, nicotine. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that it's it's good, safe, or... I don't think it's okay for young people to be consuming any chemical products that, that, is addictive, that is potentially addictive. I have a really good solution. Nicotine is potentially addictive. Did you say nicotine is potentially that, addictive? That, is, that can be addictive. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I did say potentially. There was the word potentially. Okay, I'm ready to yeah, jump yeah, on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you, you said um, in your statement there about, um, I don't think that it should be banned at all or changed at all. Not if there's the same limit as alcohol. But 
Okay, I think that vaping should exist um, to help people get off cigarettes, yes. right? And naturally, someone who wants to get off cigarettes is going to be okay with a cigarette flavor, or maybe they might want to go to menthol. Why would someone want to get off cigarettes need Tutti Frutti or Unicorn Horn? Because it's actually the opposite. So that's why I was saying where the flavors aren't actually catered towards kids, they can't replicate the taste and the flavor of a cigarette. So when you get the flavors that are nicotine-based, they taste so different, they're so horrible, that actually it puts you off using a vape because they're so different I know, compared but getting off cigarette. cigarettes shouldn't be an overly enjoyable process. Mm. What What's happening here is a vape is turning into almost uh, a more you. dangerous lollipop. It's like an accessory, but it helps yeah. It, 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 help. it helps some people, but it also damages a lot but of the other, other people thing by turning them into addicts of a device that we don't know could potentially lead to a, a harmful... Well, we do know from initial research that it is it, the, the risks and the actual effect on you is so small compared to having an actual cigarette. And the other thing is that um, for the last three months when I was vaping, I was on zero nicotine. So that's another big part uh, of it. Is that there are, there's zero We've nicotine We've got to flavors. ask ourselves why children or young teenagers are vaping. And I think it's more for the, the sport of it. So keep the flavors, but only have them in nicotine-free vapes. And if they want to do it, they can. I, I, I completely disagree with you. you. If this? you're letting your child vape there is something wrong with you if it, there's an 18 year old that's like going i really don't is, think uh, i really don't think there should be any advertising or marketing on alcohol because 13 year olds are drinking it they're going to do that anyway i don't think it's fair to attack a whole product because young children are using it if those young children are going to use it anyway if the, the law's is, in place to say you can't buy it till you're no, 18 you can't buy it till you're 21 that's the same got, as alcohol vaping has gone from being a health device to a lifestyle device and i think that's a massive issue and it needs to be brought back mm. to just a health device it's stylish it's fashion oh, yeah no i disagree again because alcohol is worse for you than vaping and so you should start attacking alcohol before you do a vape but i'm talking about vaping right now okay well people i think it's okay that people make the choice that the negative impact that a vape has on me is worth the lifestyle can i ask you something to. when you were um moving across the vaping did you vape more than you would have lit up um were you sucking on it more hey I think you probably you. I, yeah, I, I, I knew think you then. so. I, I, think think you do I definitely think I was. Both of my parents have gone from cigarettes to vaping. Yeah, and it was a device that they used to transition across. Yeah, that was um, eight years ago, maybe. Yeah, like it was a long time. Like they were the earliest, earliest vapors that I ever saw. But aren't you glad they're not smoking? I am so glad they're not yeah. smoking. But I can tell you that my father's vape is like an adult's soother. Yeah, he uses it for comfort. He yeah. uses it when he's bored. He's he's actually doing it now without realizing and i i tap him like dad what do you need that right now and he goes yeah yeah he doesn't even realize it's still, still with nicotine has he gone down to zero nicotine? Uh, he's on nicotine he's still on he's nicotine still on nicotine well, to be fair nicotine it, it again people drink for the same reasons people sometimes drink at the weekend and socially mm. and forget that you don't have to have a drink to go out it becomes part of lifestyle drinking is a massive part i know of but British I, I don't i don't have a drink in my hand while i'm driving my car i don't have a drink in my hand while i'm on the toilet while i'm at a dinner table while i'm at a cafe while i'm working i have seen people not just my parents vaping so much that i'm actually wondering i think you're <laughs> you've got the vape in your mouth more than it is not yeah but what if it what if the the, the damages and and the, the the harm it does is so minute that that's okay. Um, well, it's no, I don't. I don't think it's okay because um, he de they depend on it. It becomes anything that we depend on beyond air, food, and and light. I think is a bad thing. But that's not going to be solved by by regulation. That's going to be solved by people getting control. Well, it's of a because pr they'll find it, some. Yeah. It, 
it, yes. but we're talking about controlling va- uh, vaping here and I don't think it's about controlling it for everyone I think it's about making it less attractive to children and striking a balance between a balance. the every- balance between people who need the vapes to curb their nicotine addiction and then stopping new people starting up vaping because it's cool and it's a lifestyle mm. advertising as well it, it any glamorous advertising of a vape needs to go they're not advertised though they're not allowed to advertise. they have they have to abide by the same rules as cigarettes in terms of television and things I, like that yeah but i've seen print advertisements for vapes that look very sexy and I never see cigarette ads that look sexy. But, uh, it's always the... It, well, there aren't any. Well, the only thing I would say about that is that with cigarettes, it had to be controlled because the Fortune 500 was dominated by cigarette companies and right. tobacco companies, and they had power over everything. And whereas vapes are coming from tiny little Chinese manufacturers, the liquids are coming from a thousand different sources. Um, in itself, it's own bad thing. I can yeah. see your reaction the to that live. billions. Yes, but it's not dominated by 10 brands, for example. So when you're saying... I don't know, there's one big brand in the US called They're deliberately Jewel. marketing like this to attract... I think they're just trying to well, the FDA, make them cool. Do you know what I mean? They're just trying to... It's just natural. That well, actually, the FDA this week is... Um, I think they've either just announced or are about to announce that they are actually banning all the flavours, um, the fruit flavours and the sweet flavours. What? Gonna, yeah. That's massive. Well, it's such a big problem. There is such a sharp rise in middle school students and high school students. I think it's 3% of middle school and 13% of high school. That's like going too many kids that shouldn't be drinking alcohol are drinking alcohol, so let's ban alcohol. No, not ban alcohol. Let's change the way that we market alcohol and the way that we sell it. If there were loads of Alcopops or like bubblegum flavoured drinks and stuff. I mean, do you remember the issue with Alcopops? Alcopops were heavily controlled, yeah. It should be against advertising standards globally for um, an influencer, let's say, to do what this porn star did, which was go, look, this one goes with my dress. Mm. I don't think that they should be advertised in that way at all because here you have uh, an aspirational individual that people will look up to and this person goes, I do this and you should do this too. Um, And, you you know, of course there are going to be people under probably the age of 13 that are going to see that. Yeah. Okay, so what horribly terrible thing did I say earlier when I first started talking <laughs> about this lovely Everyone subject? Everyone needs cancer. No, and this is something that, even though I don't know the stories, I have done an absolute ton of research of on. Of vaping. Of vaping. Right. Because I was a very, very heavy smoker, and the way I stopped was through was was through vaping. Um, so no, I don't think we should do more to control control vaping. It's It's a great way of weaning off cigarettes. Um, and I personally, and that could be quite ignorant, have yet to meet someone that has gone from not vaping to vaping, to not smoking at all, to deciding to vape. Oh, it's so cringe. God, I'm an arrogant prick. Mm. <laughs> oh, I've done loads of research. I've done loads of research. I'm so well informed. Um, oh, I hated listening to that. I've not liked listening <laughs> to myself this week, guys. I still kind of agree with that. I, don't, I think it's less harmful than alcohol, and if too many young kids are buying it, then parents kind of need to do more but again i can kind of move towards what lucy and riad have been saying in that bright colors attract kids so you can't really blame them when they're then attracted towards it and kids should be protected so that does make sense boom all right well you can let us know what you think over on twitter and our polls at educating josh it is time for the quick fire round so josh iceland's christmas advert about rainforest destruction was deemed too politically contentious to broadcast on tv Josh, do you think cutting down rainforests for palm oil is politically contentious? Yes. A local Spanish government are censoring songs in schools that have lyrics that are misogynist. Josh, do you think we should do the same thing in the UK? Yeah, I think you should know more about the world before you 
Yeah, absolutely. Before you get sexist. Before you get sexist. <laughs> Josh, an investigation is underway after pilots reported a UFO sighting off the Irish coast. Do you think the aliens are real? And do you think they visit Earth in secret? I do think they're real because Professor Brian Cox three days ago told me they were. And oh. uh, To your face. To my face. <gasps> really? Yes, wow. he did. You met Brian Cox? So I did. It was great. I hate you. Um, but uh, do they visit Earth? Yes, and I think they do because I think Steven Spielberg was paid a lot of money by the American government to introduce them <laughs> into our popular culture so that if they did escape the confinements we had them in, we wouldn't be too scared by them. Wow. All right, and the good news story of the week <laughs> is that people are going mad about the appearance of Jigglypuff in the new Pokemon film trailer, Detective Pikachu. Jigglypuff has fur. Yes, but also, did you see that people were also going crazy because they realized that people eat Pokemon and Pokemon eat Pokemon? That's good. horrible. I that haven't seen no this longer. trailer. So there are people cooking in the background, and if the animals in a Pokemon world are Pokemon, either everyone's a vegetarian or they eat Pokemon. Oh, God. This How is do you not know that they were cooking meat? They could have been cooking a vegetarian omelette. I mean. They'd have to be... Everyone would either have it's, to be vegetarian... Yeah. to be good news, guys. It's... Yes, I <laughs> no, I'm sad. I'm sorry I ruined it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you on that note for listening to this episode of Educating Josh with our lovely guest, Riyadh. Riyadh, where can people go find you? Uh, I'm on the internet, at K, or you can check out my podcast on uh, anywhere you get podcasts it's called Unexpected Fluids fantastic well don't forget to follow us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook at Educating Josh we'll be polls and content from each of today's topics and we'd love to hear your thoughts and please send in more questions for next week's quick fire round please go subscribe and most importantly leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice this has been Educating Josh a Studio 71 production we'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, what's the difference between snowmen and snow women? Snowballs. No, why do you always ruin it? Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Snowballs. <laughs> right, <Sorry. I'm> right. <laughs>